The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org.
rightly so, uh, asked for the full scope uh, of the project. Uh, we hope to, we've provided you the full scope of the project uh, on that property, including uh, the building, including the golf component. And uh, we've, we've gone back and we had a lot of questions on the woodlands. Uh, so we, uh, we brought in Jeff Ling, who is for 40 years been in the golf world, which is the world I know, the, probably our, our preeminent, foremost uh, urban arborist and works with not only hundreds of golf courses, but municipalities uh, around the country um, because we really wanted to know boots on the ground and understand really what was over there and how it was going to be impacted. So Jeff will probably say a few words uh, or answer any questions that you have. But uh, we're gonna have uh, Noah Schneider come up and do an update on the scope of the project, uh, what changes have been made. Uh, we've gone back, redesigned. I know we talked about the road, we've moved the road, we've moved the buildings, we've decreased the size of the buildings. Uh, so tons and tons of work. Noah's gonna talk about that. Tim uh, Stewart's going to come up and address uh, the impacts on the woodlands, the NFP uh, uh, part of that. And then we'd also like to uh, discuss uh, our plans for uh, mitigation, for reintroducing uh, not just trees, but actual Michigan native woodlands uh, into the site, which uh, we think uh, we'll be able to do very successfully. Uh, so with that, uh, I'd like to uh, ask Noah Schneider to come up and provide you with uh, that update on the changes that have been made since the last meeting. Noah? Thank you, John. Uh, so if you could advance the slide there. Um, so I just want to give a brief update as to where we've come since the last time we were in front of you. Um, so what we've got presenting for you in the slide is our uh, uh, current layouts for the property there. Um, the the uh, overall development has been that we've added on to the uh, golf experience that was previously shown to show the full extent of the experience that we're looking to generate here. Um, as well as uh, the buildings have been uh, refined and uh, sized um, differently than before. Uh, they've been reduced in, in the quantity and the size. Uh, and then uh, the, the development has shifted um, on the property to better align with um, some of the existing uh, features of the, of the land. Mm -hmm. We've also uh, done that with the entry drive, straightened that a bit more. Um, and uh, you'll notice that uh, we are uh, currently uh, keeping an existing facility that's on the property as well. Uh, if you could advance to the next slide, please. Uh, so as I mentioned, um, the existing gymnasium facility uh, is currently in the plan for uh, redevelopment on the site. And um, the properties, the new building properties have been adjusted to uh, match some of the existing developments there. So this is the slide of the existing property, mm -hmm. uh, not in its current state. We have since uh, removed uh, the buildings uh, on the top of the hillside component there and the lower section. Uh, and so this property is now prime for uh, next steps. Uh, so with that, I'd like to uh, ask Tim to come and speak to the natural features protection uh, component of the project. Tim? Next slide. Hi everybody, Tim Stewart with Hurley and Stewart. 
Um, here is the slide, and, and these are all in your packet. Um, this is the uh, NFP impacts. So what we've done is we've taken another look at the property um, and, and evaluated per your ordinance um, all the NFP features that, that are on this property. Um, the, the earlier, you'll, you'll notice there are some changes in the percentages that we've um, uh, identified and in, in, in given you in our, in our uh, application. Um, the reason for that is we now have experts on staff and part of the team to help us quantify and, and evaluate um, the woodlands. Um, we've gone through and done a, um, uh, a, a wetland ev evaluation and we've taken a closer look at slopes. Um, but uh, um, the impacts that you'll see, again, the, the, the colors here, uh, I think you, on your handout you have a, a, a uh, table that um, demonstrates what those are. But the, the red color, um, represents uh, slopes that are man-made that are greater than a 20% slope. The purple represents slopes that are greater than 20% but are native or, or naturally occurring. And then all of the yellow area represents the woodlands. Um, you'll also see that we have a blue dashed line that kind of um, goes around the perimeter of the site. Um, and uh, that represents the construction limits. So again, we've uh, shrunk our building footprints. We've moved the, the um, development south and, and west, um, and uh, we've updated all this information. So what I want to do, though, the, the biggest change is the wetlands, or excuse me, the woodlands and the percentages. So I want to have Jeff come up and speak a little bit more about his evaluation and, and what, what he saw. Thank you for this privilege. I'm Jeffrey Ling. I'm the senior registered consulting artist in Indiana. I practice throughout the Midwest in urban forestry and natural forestry projects. I was uh, engaged to come in and work uh, boots on the ground uh, April 15 and 16 and to determine the forest content of 3921 Oakland. And I did so. A couple of summations for you, and I'd be happy to go into more detail if you wish. Um, but um, all the forest types that I've identified on this property have man inclusions and man limitations induced into them. There's nothing natural. There are five different forest types that I identified. My assignment was to analyze the areas that were not originally included in the forest assessment that was presented to you in February. And in that area, primarily the western half of the property and the northwest side, I discovered 433 trees growing that meet your standards for forest type. Also within the site, there's over 250 uh, uh, juniperus virginianii, which are common juniper, these are common trees that are part of the uh, reforestation, the pioneer species in um, the Midwest, uh, and many of them were already two inches in caliper. The picture that you see here is over a year old. I got there quite surprised at how deeply advanced the growth rate has been on that site. So based on the work product that I delivered to the engineering firm, uh, Hurley Stewart, 
uh, they've come back with a new forest assessment and based on my work product and the original information delivered to you at that time, there is over 50% canopy on the property. Thank you. So yes, as, as Jeff mentioned, so our percentages have changed from our earlier submittal. So now we're at um, uh, an existing woodlands of 57.3%, and then the development that we're proposing will impact 67.5% uh, of those woodlands, uh, and that's what we're asking for uh, your recommendation for the variance. Um, noting that 50%, um, since we the, we've reached the 50% allowable threshold, so uh, be a variance of 17.5%. Um, the other thing I wanted to just mention is, um, again, the native and man-made slopes where our, our areas, we're requesting your, your recommendation to the ZBA for um, disturbing 3.0 acres of man-made slopes and 1.5 acres of native slopes. Um, so obviously there's a, a big difference there um, between what we're impacting and, and uh, we consider this to be uh, fairly minimal and the, the majority of the slopes that, that we are impacting were created when the lakeside, lakeside school was developed. So we feel like uh, we're moving in the right direction with those. Uh, next slide, there we go. So next I wanna have uh, John come back up and give you a little bit more of a, a detail about what we're proposing with the development coming back in terms of uh, restored woodlands. Thank you, Tim. So, you know, we kind of call it part one and part two. We never got, we couldn't get into part two last time, which is, you know, our, the ability to, to put back, and, and I know that it, not really part of the ordinance, but it's something that, you know, we, we have that, I think I might have even mentioned, we have the ability to do, and, and, and uh, we were very, very serious about that. Um, also part of, of Jeff's, time with us will be spent helping us do that. And so what we wanted to do was provide a picture of what we're gonna be able to do uh, when in, in reforestation in, in woodland and native. And we've got on the, on the drawing the areas that you see with the, uh, the trees outlined that uh, we, we plan on, on putting back in. We, we're going to focus on native Michigan species, uh, overstory, understory, uh, and then also native prairie where you see the brown outline uh, and uh, uh, grasses. Uh, we've also, to mention, we also uh, have on uh, staff with us uh, Steve Allen. I don't know if any of you know Steve. Steve, yeah, is uh, frankly, I mean, well, he's been our wildlife biologist at the club for 25 years. So uh, I've asked Steve to I say, All right, we we want to we want to go Michigan native. We want, and he said, fantastic. So we're gonna. This is what we'd like this uh, to look like. And uh, when we when we put everything uh, back in. Uh, we can, I think we can get that, uh, that woodland impact down to the 53% range and, and, uh, and then we want to we create again about three acres of 
Michigan native prairie and grasslands. And, uh, you know, one of the things that Jeff was telling us about, and I said, well, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's natural versus, you know, you know man-made planted. And he said, John, no, he says, you know, we can do, we, we, we can propel that along. We can, we can do 50 years ahead what nature would take, you know, 100 years to do by planting the right species the right way in the right order. And I thought, man, that's fantastic. You know, if we can really do that. And uh, so this is, what, this is what we've got in terms of, of uh, putting where we can the forest back in, keeping as much as we can. Again, we've moved everything uh, 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 and, and limiting, limiting our, our impact to the woodlands as much as physically possible and still getting the, the development done, again, in a smaller way. So, and that's really it. Uh, can we have the next slide? Okay, and now, uh, in terms of the overall project, again, overall, we just wanted to, to make sure that we're, we're clear on, on uh, that was the entire thing for 3921, so that you saw the whole picture, uh, but you also know that there's more um, uh, to this project. I want to bring Noah back up again to talk about uh, the phasing, again, these things may not happen for two, three, four years, but we want you to, to know, right? We want you to see the whole picture. So I want Noah to come up and talk about phasing for the remainder of the project. Yes, thank you. So uh, what we have in front of you is uh, something you've seen uh, previously where uh, we've discussed the current initiatives on the, uh, the property there to the south. Uh, so phase one was our demolition process uh, that is completed, as we've mentioned. Uh, phase two would be the site and civil components of the development, uh, two and three there, uh, to develop the entry and um, these would be the submissions for uh, approval through the uh, permit process. Um, uh, phase four would be the uh, process for developing the rest of the, the, the property there uh, and then we have uh, five and six. Six would be impacts to the existing Kalamazoo Country Club property. Um, again, we're really focused on the, the southern property there as a unit um, and knowing that there's future advancements once we take down the existing club to return that space as well, uh, as, as well as additional planting opportunities there, but um, that is uh, further down the road in terms of the advancement. Uh, the, the, the concept, though, is there that that will return uh, fully to golf as it currently has some development on it. Thank you, Noah. Okay, and I think we've got the last slide, and that's it. So, uh, right now, I, I'd say thank you again for your time. Entertain any questions by any one of uh, the team or do whatever you'd like us to do. Sure, thank you. Um, I guess I'll leave that up to the board. Do you have site-specific questions you want to ask right now, or would you like me to go through the criteria for granting relief and kind of step-by-step -step, um, how staff evaluated the project? Move on to evaluation? Okay. We'll take questions after I um, 
get through the staff report a little bit and then we'll welcome you guys back up to answer any of those questions. Thank you. And thanks for uh, putting this package together. I know this group has also been in front of the city's internal site plan review team and did another projects meeting to again get some of the confirmation on um, the site layout, some of the zoning requirements, the driveway, things like that have all been looked at by other staff as well. The project isn't quite to the site plan review phase because as we mentioned, they're seeking this variance to be able to move forward with the work that they uh, need to get done and the impacts to some of those natural features that they talked about today. And so if you look in your board packet on page four, we have staff comments on the plan and it really focuses on, you know, what does any project have to do to come forward and uh, be granted relief under the ordinance? And so there really are four criteria that this board and the ZBA will be evaluating every project against, including this one. Uh, the first is whether this relief, um, if relief will not be a detriment to the public good and not impair the intent and purpose of NFP. The second is that the parcel cannot be reasonably used for its zoned purpose without this relief that the extent of relief is the minimum needed to uh, allow reasonable use of the site, and fourth, that the relief is balanced by conservation and green development practices. So as we went through these as staff, um, in terms of public good and the intent and purpose of NFP, this plan seems to meet that criterion. Uh, the project is really trying to reuse the footprint of the old uh, school development that was there and some of the open spaces that you see all sort of on the west and front part of the property. So trying to um, set back from some of those woodlands as much as possible, especially those that are buffering the neighborhoods both to the north and the south, and that seemed like a really positive aspect to the plan. Um, and then also, uh, the intent and purpose of NFP was really balanced with um, the uh, protection of the slope and the wooded slope all along the lake, which was something that this board pointed out, is sort of the priority natural features on a site like this, including all of the wetlands to the south. In terms of zoned use, the property is zoned RM15, and so the project is uh, a allowable or permitted use. Uh, we're considering this community recreation, a recreation facility, and as such, you would expect that a recreation facility to use this site is likely gonna have to have some reasonable amount of tree clearing to help that, or to make that happen. Um, so it seemed that this was sort of a reasonable plan to balance recreation and the natural features on the site. Uh, the question of is the project requesting the minimum needed and the project has uh, come forward with a reduced footprint, uh, so really kind of shrinking up the size of that impact and so that was very positive. Uh, shifting everything to the south because those woodlands in the north uh, and trying to you know save a little bit more of that area was important to the board in the last discussion. And since wetlands are one of the other priorities that the board mentioned right off the bat with this project, it seems like they were able to shift, but certainly not shift too much. They're kind of stuck in what um, is the area that they've selected because otherwise they're starting to move into those southern wood, uh, wetlands a bit. Mm -hmm. So I would say this is sort of the preferred building footprint. It seems to match um, what staff would think uh, for the site. And then certainly the project is balanced by other conservation and green practices. I know the team touched on that quite a bit last time, but everything from uh, some of the green building practices, 
uh, to uh, the different uh, lake sampling and lake protection measures that are put in place, that have been and will continue. Uh, and the project did a really great job, this plan does a really great job at aiming to um, reestablish native species, so really focused on that Michigan native component and uh, setting this up for the new plantings really look like they're um, planned out in such a way that they would have a lot of long-term success. If we look at the slope request, same criteria, um, in terms of meeting the intent and purpose of NFP, NFP doesn't uh, distinguish between human-made and native slopes, but this site, that certainly becomes significant uh, because that native slope uh, is right along the lake there and um, is incredibly important. And then some of the inland slopes that are uh, impacted a bit more from this plan are not slopes that maybe um, have as much uh, natural feature significance. Um, is so same with the zoned use. Uh, I think regrading some of these areas seems very reasonable for use as a recreation facility, and probably any use that would come in here. Well, I think any use that you brought forward, any of the permitted uses, would have to do some regrading to some extent. Um, if you've been out to the site, it's just kind of undulating in a lot of places because of those um, small building footprints that were rather scattered. And so, being able to reuse this likely wouldn't ever be able to reuse that kind of a footprint. Um, in terms of whether the request is the minimum needed for slopes, um, it, does, it does appear that um, the site is trying to, again, prioritize those uh, native slopes and um, really only asking for that 1.5 acre variance for impacts to uh, those native slopes, and so that felt like a minimum compared to um, you know, what the site could be if it were really, um, you know, regraded in its entirety and used for something different. Mm -hmm. And then again, uh, it does seem that there's a lot of balance here in um, offering other conservation and green practices. Um, and so um, I think we didn't mention it this time, but there was talk of different green building techniques using geothermal, using the site and some of its slope uh, as a positive benefit to the uh, project over time and to the buildings over time. And so those all seemed like um, uh, really outstanding ways to balance and use this site in a sensitive way but still be able to use it for that purpose. So that's all I have about those four criteria and the two variances and so I'll let um, Chair Colwick take it over and uh, work us through any questions you guys might have. Okay, great. Jamie, before we go to board questions, do we want to check and see if we have any additional public comments as well? Um, Feel free to step ahead to the podium and you'll have three minutes for your comments. This thing a little bit here. Okay, go ahead, thank you. Okay, uh, my name is Terry Dorsey. I'm uh, on the board of directors of the uh, Oakland Drive Condo Association, right on the corner of uh, Oakland Drive and Angling Road and our uh, uh, condo development is uh, right across uh, from the proposed entrance uh, to the golf course. That's, that's where we're located. And I, I wanted to address uh, two things. Um, and one is uh, 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 storm drainage. And um, what I'd like to um, 
uh, say about that is that in the uh, revised site development proposal, uh, where would our association find a storm drainage protection plan where our property would be free from excess water runoff from the golf course development or if it's not in the redevelopment plan, um, what has the developer or the city done to uh, give assurances that um, uh, our property would be protected from water runoff from the uh, golf course? And the, the second thing, uh, very briefly, is uh, we have uh, in uh, our condo development, um, a lot of oak trees. We have um, we have a large woods there, and um, in recent years, the uh, the woods on our property, uh, the the oak trees, a number of them have died from oak wilt, mm. and uh, we uh, are simply requesting that uh, the city uh, take into consideration what uh, time of the year. I don't even know if you have oak trees on the property. I didn't hear anybody behind me mention that. But if there are oak trees there that are proposed to come down, uh, that they be done at a, a time of year that would uh, uh, not create oak wilt. So um, I don't know how I proceed from here. Uh, the, the, the first thing, the, the storm drainage is the is the major concern we have. Is that addressed in this plan or has it been addressed by the city or the developer? We're gonna save questions till the end, so if you're done okay. with your comments, then we can let everyone kind of come up and talk. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Thanks. <coughs> is Michael Elzinga. Uh, I'm at uh, 3829 Ruthen Road. Um, we're in the uh, Oakwood Plat, which is just north of that development. And I want to say up front that uh, I've polled everybody in the neighborhood and they're generally in favor of the project and think it can be consistent with the NFP guidelines. Uh, but there are some concerns that uh, we had right off the bat and I've discussed these with Tim. And I think we're pretty much in agreement, but I'm not sure uh, that all of these things had been taken care of in the overall picture. And uh, one of the things that concerned us immediately when we got the notice was a particular sentence uh, in the notice that said that they were requesting relief uh, from the NFP slope and woodland standard because the project will impact a portion uh, of the protected slopes. And uh, since we're north of that, we have a ravine that we've been depending on probably for the whole time that that uh, plat has been in existence. It's a drain area. And in fact, one of the drains along uh, Stevens is plugged up. But we wanted to be some, uh, uh, the NFP board to be alert to the fact that those are concerns, uh, drain concerns. Uh, coming from the west of us and going down through our neighborhood in that ravine. And uh, I think the other thing I wanted to at least 
remind you of if uh, everybody got a copy. Uh, one of my neighbors, uh, Mark D. Clerk, uh, sent a letter to Jamie McIntyre, uh, uh, pretty much articulating very, very well what most of our concerns were. And I have copies if anybody would like some, and uh, I will give copies uh, to the group back here. And uh, so uh, our main concern is that uh, the woodlands, at least to the north of them, be protected. That's, uh, I think, has been an important part of the neighborhood uh, for, for, for decades, if not for over a century. And uh, that the drain considerations uh, be much more carefully looked at and articulated and uh, addressed one by one. And the third thing is that uh, if there are variances being requested, that they be specific rather than uh, blanket uh, requests. Uh, because I think what they're doing has the potential for, for, for doing uh, really nice things with that, with that uh, property, but I'm not sure. If you'll make sure those letters get uh, to Beth here, and she will make sure we'll pass them out to the board. Thank you so much. Thank you. My name is Mark DeClerc. I'm at 2015 Stevens Avenue and the author of the letter that was just passed out. Um, I suspect that many of the items in there are really for your, your um, planning commission because they have to do more with the site than the overlay here with the, with the board. Um, but I do want to mention that in, in the letter, and I talked about this last time, is um, you know, the, the, the science, the numbers that um, are presented as part of the design um, package and how they meet up point by point with the policy. With the with the ordinance, uh, this is partly a matter of policy, and you know words like seem and appear are not the same thing as scientific values that are captured normally captured in like a basis of design document that you can compare bullet by bullet, bullet um, or point by point with the ordinance. This project being phased in a couple different um, you know phases and duration over time are likely going to come back to you for, um, you know, for approval variance on other aspects, areas of this, of this site. And with that, how can you make a well-informed decision based on what thresholds they're passing through today versus what phase two and phase three or phase four, what other phases might extend that threshold beyond something to a point of return that other developers in other areas of the city would take advantage of and say, well, you did it, you allowed it for here, why not can you allow it for somewhere else? So part of it is a policy thing, being a, a resident and citizen here uh, within Kalamazoo is back a few years ago, there was a lot of work done by staff and external stakeholders to develop this policy. Now, can you make a well-informed decision based on science, numbers, data in front of you point by point knowing that when phase two comes along, you haven't extended yourselves too far 
in representing a policy. So that's, that's my comment. Thank you. Hello, uh, my name is Janice Hall. Um, I am a senior business analyst with Microsoft, specializing in Microsoft Enterprise Technologies. Uh, but today I'm here representing the Oakwood Neighborhood Association as a board member. Um, I can tell you uh, just a small background. I grew up in Portage, Michigan, um, and lived there for a number of years, and then moved to different places around the country and lived in Europe for a significant period of time. So I have a long background with getting associated with different neighborhoods. And I can tell you that Oakwood is a special neighborhood. Um, it's got a culture that's unique and the details provided in the letter uh, submitted are meaningful. Um, and so I hope that you take that into account when you're making decisions. Um, I won't speak too much to the detail of the letter as I think my counterparts have done a nice job of that. I will say, however, in my view, it does not appear that details provided are substantive enough to address the concerns or provide you insight with enough detail to make good decisions on how to move forward. So it would be my offering that it would be inappropriate to move forward until those uh, items do have appropriate redress. Um, I do uh, take the decisions here personally. I live on Stevens Avenue. I believe the aerial view of my house was represented in several of the graphics provided in the presentation today. Um, so I appreciate you taking into account our concerns into the neighborhood that we live in and work in and associate in every day. Thank you. All right, seems like that's all the um, in-person comments. Do we have any um, calls to listen to? No, no calls at this time. Okay, thank you. So at this point, I would like to open up for a discussion among the board and to um, get, give ourselves questions time to discuss and ask questions to our guests. So, um, yeah. I'm sure you have questions. I guess, oh. hey, Jamie, if I can volunteer you, um, there were a couple questions about stormwater drainage, which is really outside of NFP, unless it affects a water body, right? Um, so can you maybe address how the city might handle those kinds of issues? Yeah, I think the stormwater questions were really good questions and really there's, I think, two important factors here. One is timing and when more of that information for stormwater will be requested from any project or especially this project. And then uh, what type of stormwater um, controls a site like this, uh, what the neighborhood might expect. So the first question there is about timing. And so this is, uh, sort of the first step in the larger review and approval of this plan. So right now, uh, the applicant is asking just for these variances to move forward with a design, this design uh, through the city's approval process. 
This, uh, if the, you know, once the variance is granted through the Zoning Board of Appeals, then a project gets to come forward for finer review. And at that time, when they enter site plan review, uh, full stormwater plans, you know, engineered stormwater plans will be required. Uh, this plan will also come back to this board as well because they will review the plan for all of the NFP standards. Right now we're really just looking at the two where re relief is requested, right. slopes and woodlands. I think it's important to mention too because this site is in the NFP overlay district, there are actually more stringent stormwater standards in, uh, for projects that are happening in the overlay district. So. Uh, this project will uh, be required to treat and capture a larger size storm, and so it will be, um, uh, overall, I think you're going to see an improvement in stormwater on this site because the controls are going to be a bit more, um, uh, they're higher than what's required elsewhere. Um, but this gets reviewed by city stormwater engineers uh, and this board before it would be approved and permitted. Um, and so those are also going to be public meetings as well, just for the folks who've attended tonight. Uh, that regular review and approval of the site plan uh, is a public meeting here before this board. Thank you. Answered it. I had a question about um, the changes. I know the site has changed, it sounds like, from the first iteration we saw. And there's been a new uh, tree inventory, but I didn't. I'm not clear on what the changes were between the original inventory and the new inventory. I, it sounds like the impact on the, on the woodland has been reduced, but what, how much has that been reduced? Where, where are those changes taking place? Is there, do you have any documentation that could help us kind of visualize what that change looks like? Or, or the numbers, like we were going to impact 30%, now we're impacting 20%, anything? I think, um, at least in the staff report, the site had changed substantially enough that it wasn't a really good apples to apples comparison, right? So before there had been mapped a more minimal footprint of woodlands, it was more like, um, what was it, right around 25% of the site uh, had woodlands and so they could, um, they, uh, a project by right could remove 25%. Uh, and they were asking for something like 37 or 39%, and they had some maps that showed that. Uh, this project, like now moving forward, the inventory was showing uh, that the site has, you know, more in the 50% canopy, that's the bucket they fall into in the ordinance. Uh, and so with a 50% coverage, you can remove up to 50%, and um, the project is proposing to remove, uh, was it 675 um, I, I don't know if you guys have a graphic or anything that kind of shows where that removal happens um, that we could pop up. Is that kind of the question you're asking? Yeah, I know there was, like in the original plan, there was like a map of where all the trees were and which ones were coming out and which ones were staying. And I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that level of detail to, to be able to move forward. Yeah, what slide, do you have a slide up here or is it not on that one?
Okay, so everything inside the blue dashed line will be removed of the woodlands? But if you look where your driving range will be, then it extends across that entire north, northern part of the remaining woodlands, correct? The two solid blue lines showed on there, those are the distance from the top of slope, correct? And the I think the blue dotted one's not visible on the screen, but it's visible on our packet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can see it on this one, but I, it should be on your map. Mm -hmm. I don't want to move on until we're done with this particular question about the make sure everyone's clear about the woodlands and everything. So I, I do appreciate that you all heard our feedback from last time about, and that you did reduce the woodland removal. I think that what some of us are struggling with right now is that not all, we understand that not all of those trees and woodlots are equal and that some of them aren't providing a lot of ecosystem services and it's, you know, kind of junk that's growing back there after the land has kind of been left fallow, but it's just a little bit hard for us to wrap our heads around these, you know, drawings at times. So, um, yeah, so it's just taking us a moment. I'll kind of maybe um, see if I can frame the question maybe the way I'm thinking about it, kind of picking up on where, where Aaron is commenting. So it looks like the, the site overall is close to 50 acres. Um, and just looking at the city GIS, it looks like it's one of the biggest private parcels um, in the city. And so um, with 50 acres and about 50% coverage, sounds like that's the bucket that it falls into, 50% um, of that would be able to be cleared and 50% of that is already not forested. So just my kind of back of the bar napkin math that leaves maybe with a couple acres of wetland, leaves about 35 acres to develop on. And so for me personally, it's hard to um, 
I guess, justify going, you know, 67%. So that's something like 30 to 40% above the existing limit, knowing that there's about 35 acres to work with there and being a pretty large site. So I don't know who would be most appropriate to comment. I'm not a golf course designer, so in terms of the way the the site interacts between the buildings and the holes. Um, there's a couple uh, pieces on the overall site plan that I can't exactly tell how, how they interact, but um, I think just the amount of latitude that the size of the site allows and the amount that it goes over the 50% allowance is personally what I'm stuck on. I think, I think it'll be a great project. I really appreciate the um, attention to the detail, the reforestation plan um, looks great to replace those. Um, and that is a, a box that I can certainly check. But I think the, the one I'm stuck on is if it can be reasonably used for its uh, zoning designation um, and the minimum extent of relief. So um, I don't know if it'd be uh, appropriate to comment on the hardships that the site kind of conveys on that or some of those numbers. Can, can I ask you a question though? The, the way you explained the requirement uh, doesn't make sense to me the, because the ordinance reads that with a site that's over 50% wooded, we are allowed to remove up to 50% of those woods. It is not the, not the open area that we can develop in. We can develop in, in the wooded area, but per ordinance, we're allowed to remove up to 50% of those. Correct. I don't think the, from what I can tell, the open area kind of on the west part of the property doesn't really, doesn't seem like natural features affect those, those portions of it. Um, it's far enough away from the lake, it's far enough away from the wetlands. Um, most of it's not wooded. So being that it has 50% or it falls into the 50% coverage, um, the other 50% that's not woodland would essentially not be covered under NFP, so it would be developable, correct? Not, not necessarily. So the whole entire site's considered NFP, and on the, some of, I don't think that we can delineate and say half of it's developable. Maybe it has a wetland, maybe it has a slope, you know, it has competing uh, natural features that may make that area a challenge to develop as well. And so we look at each site sort of holistically and decide <laughs> where are some of those priority um, natural features? If we have to do a give and take to fit it all in, how do you do that? And so I think that's kind of the measure um, for this project is has the plan come together in such a way that it's um, taking all of those different features into consideration. So I think that's where it gets a little tricky is that these things can overlap. You can have woodland on slope, you can have like wooded wetland. So I think that it's it can be tricky to navigate all of those setbacks and all of those protection standards. Yeah, I guess what I'm seeing is that the, the red slopes, I think the, the board is less concerned about, and I think that you, um, the, at least personally, I'll speak for my own um, observations, but the red, you know, the man-made slopes, they're man-made, they're not, you know, next to the more sensitive areas. Um, certainly that variance is uh, not, not as much a concern with me um, personally, and then looking at all the rest of the, the slope, those purple areas, they all fall within wooded, um, wooded sections. So it's mainly the woodland criteria, and you're 
your survey is good, so shows you know over half of it is wooded. It, so it just allows, based on the size of the site, the proportion of woods that could be removed seems quite high to me. So I'm having a hard time figuring out how the um, how the zoned use of the property is so constrained by that that um, that amount of woods, you know, or 30, 30, 30 to 35 acres um, of usable area is not enough, I guess. I mean, I guess I just see the way I see that map, you have, I mean, you do have that open area kind of at Oakland Drive, but then other parts are just sort of pockets all around. Like you, you'd have to have a really scattered building. Like I'm not sure what the use would be that would give you like parking in a building without some impact. I think that your question's a good one. Is this the minimum impact for this type of a development that's permitted in this uh, area or in this zone district? Yeah, and, and the woodlands, they, uh, extend into the, de the previously developed area. There's no way to, to put a building in the center of that without touching um, mm -hmm. woodlands. Right. Um, I mean, as we said, we, we've moved the, the buildings and all the development south around 30 feet. We've moved it west away from the existing slopes. Right. Um, we've decreased and minimized our impacts um, as much as possible. Um, maybe it's worthwhile to talk about um, some of the woodlands that were are that um, we've identified out there, um, their quality, because I, I, I worry that you're putting a high um, value on some of the woodlands as opposed to what we're putting back out there. So, so that actually leads to my next set of questions. So um, I feel relatively comfortable with the changes you've made since we last spoke, which I think you were asking for something closer to 30% over the allowed variance, and now you've come down to 17.5 cumulatively. So I think you've been working with us there, but I'm hearing our citizens' comments, and I'm looking at the map, and I'm looking at your dashed line that's touching Stevens Avenue, and that, you know, this driving range up there, and I'm wondering, you know, if there's any way that any of those woods could be retained anymore to leave a buffer, you've done a good job of moving that road at our request on the south end up to give that buffer to the south neighbors. And I just, I don't know, I, I, hear, I hear their thoughts and, and that's kind of moved me today. And, and, I, and I see these lines on this map and it's, it's really changing my mind a little bit. And, um, and I'm looking at your tree replacement, and that's what I actually had the most questions about coming in today. So kind of a two-part question, which is I, I w w would like to go out onto that property and look around and see the qual actual quality of the woods, but it you know, has some big gates on it. But, um, so this, the woods that are retained at the top of that property, I'm just curious about how many of them are going to be retained if there's going to be any planted at all up there? It doesn't look like it. So are we kind of looking at some high-quality woods that are going to be that buffer? Or is, are there going to be any beautiful oaks planted there? And then I also see two issues with the tree plantings. So I don't know if this is a typo or if I'm not understanding something, but it says 
large tree plantings, 30 foot diameter. So I don't know if that's supposed to be 30 inches diameter, I'm assuming, but I don't know what a 30 inch diameter tree looks like. Um, I'm, does that mean 33 inch diameter planting for a large tree? Is that on the planting plan? Yeah. And you know, it's fairly small, somebody transcribing it, I'm sure yeah. it might be an error. So I'm just curious about, you know, if you're planting a bare root tree in an area, I'm, obviously I bet you guys want your trees to thrive and have a beautiful golf course, right? So I'm just curious um, about the size of trees that you'll be planting out there, the difference between the large and the small and the medium. And then also with the neighbors' concerns and our concerns as the NFP board about oak wilt. Um, so the trees in the white oak group, so the white oak alliances, have shown more of a resistance to oak wilt here in southern Michigan. And so that's not just white oak, Quercus alba, that's also swamp white oak, chinkapin, and your oaks are divided into kind of two groups, your red black oak group and your white oak group. So maybe switching some of your plantings to focus more on those white oak group and instead of the black and red oaks to make, set them up for success in the future. Um, that could just make a more resilient neighborhood and golf course and sure. everything. Well, so just, uh, quite, quite a few tree related questions I have. Maybe Jeff or John, do you wanna, you wanna talk about this a little bit? The, the, the question on, on uh, north of the range tee, and unfortunately the, you know, the picture's cut off, but so there is a buffer around the north side and, and it's uh, into the probably 30 to 50 yards. Uh, so there is, there are, we show trees on the north side of that range, but even north of the north corner of that range, there is there uh, almost an entire lot full of trees that will not be touched. Not that 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 woodland up there that will not be touched at all. And so, really, the the extent of that range tee goes about halfway up that property. The remaining woods stay, right? So there's a buffer there, a buffer around, buffer between Stevens and the range, and then all the plantings that we plan to do around the the west and north end uh, of that range. So yeah, it doesn't show it, but yes. Uh, and, and there will be a significant number of trees taken out for that range T, but north of that, all of those would stay untouched. Or, uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, and you see where our problem is here today is like, it doesn't show it, but we're making a big decision and it's one of the largest slots and you know, we're a fairly new board and these decisions we're making will mean a lot for future developments down the road. So you not having the specifics for us makes it really hard for me to make a decision personally today because it's not just this development and it's, it's exactly actually those specifics that make it hard for me to make a decision, you know? Yeah, specifics in terms of, of, of what um, you know, of exactly where the plantings are. So this, these rendering drawings are beautiful, but I'm a wildlife biologist. I'm on this board because I know trees and wildlife, right? And so this is a beautiful drawing, but it's very hard for me to see how this is, you know, going to be in the real world as it's planted, you know? Oh, well, I, that is where they are. Now, you're talking about the, the, the large tree. That was, you know, so golf course architect, large tree, meaning large overstory, big tree. 
medium eventually, right? So what we're planting are gonna be probably three and four inch trees uh, along with a bunch of understory uh, stuff, but uh, will we be planting a 30 inch diamond? No, no, not planting, but we want a large, we wanna create that that woodland again okay. by using so it's the X dream. percentage okay. of large, X percentage of medium, right? Un, uh, and, and then the X percentage of understory to help that thrive okay. uh, long-term. So try to recreate that woodland uh, using those trees. We will, again, we're okay. not gonna go out and plant bare root. <laughs> we're gonna probably plant three and four inch trees. Okay. Yeah. Is okay. that percentage that you mentioned of the percentage of large, medium, and small, is that represented in here somewhere? No. Okay. No. I mean, eventually we'd like, right, all overstory. We want to, you know, but we've got to, we've got to have, Jeff, you want to talk about it? Come on up. Yeah. In terms of how to do it, how to do it right, how to do it so it sustains and, and is, you know, there for generations, things like that. Well, first of all, let me say I appreciate your, your commitment to detail. Uh, what engenders me to this project is the four and a half plus acres that are going to be dedicated to regenerate forests. And one of the things that I often do um, is delegate or delineate between the use of trees as golf features and the use of trees as habitat on the golf course. Trees on the golf course, as they are used primarily, are the only feature to control golf vertically. They controlled the shot as well as the landing zone. What we're talking about here is replicating a classic southern Michigan forest stand, in particularly in that northwest corner. And in answer to your question, no details have been formulated yet as to the tactics of how that's going to all be done. But the commitment, as we have discussed privately here, um, is that as we project forward, uh, we want to replicate. Now, even the forest that's on the, sh the bank is not a classic Michigan Mystic forest because they've taken a brush hog through it for who knows how long and have mowed everything down. There is no multi-generational forest in the northern three quarters of that, s of that sand bank, which is 50 to 60 foot from the, from the lake. Only in the very, very south, south, uh, east section, right adjacent to the wetlands, is there any kind of forest consistency with multi-generational trees? And the reason that I determined in my visit there um, was that there was enough uh, large wood debris that they couldn't get the tractor. So, um, you know, the specific questions that you're asking, and I do deeply appreciate your sensitivity to oak wilt because that is one of the major concerns we have. If we take the position that one, we're going to advance nature 30 to 50 years with our planting, and we look 50 years ahead, you know, we are talking about the generational values that we can induce on this site to be both functional as well as, as uh, bring environmental benefit, both from uh, a basic environmental benefit from wildlife management, things of that nature. Um, and the other thing is that there are substantial areas on this property right now that have invasive exotics that are providing zero wildlife benefit. But they're within your guidance as being forest trees. So I walked, I walked an assignment that was reasonably narrow 
to try and accommodate uh, the vision that you folks have to meet the concerns and the needs that you have and be representative of what the site truly is. So. Chair Cola, could I speak a little to level of detail and design details? Um, this is, uh, so it's not uncommon when projects come forward uh, for all sorts of approvals and this kind of zoning approval is one of those. Um, there's gonna be a certain amount of work put in. I think you know all of these plans are geo-referenced so you get some sense of scale. Uh, but I think prior to being granted a variance to be able to then know that uh, a developer can then invest in and fully design and engineer a site, you're gonna kinda be working a little bit in this conceptual plan phase. Uh, we have this even with some of our low-income housing projects. You know, they're, they're investing a certain amount to get uh, the concept through and the design through, but then they'll be able to invest more once a project is granted the, the zoning relief or whatever that they need. And then you're gonna be able to see a plan through site plan review that will tell you a lot more detail. I think even getting into this level of um, replanting is pretty detailed for this stage. And so if you wanna think about you know what level of detail you're gonna get at this stage, looking for a variance, deciding whether you invest in this site more because you can build it, you know, we're looking at a very conceptual plan and I think some of the numbers that we're looking for or looking at, that's gonna be the approval and they're gonna be you know, constrained to those approvals and those numbers and this plan, um, but that you might not get all of the detail you're looking for until you get into the site plan process. Jamie, if I could add to that too though, um, the, you are looking at conceptual drawings but there is engineering, there is grading, there is um, thought put into this, the specifics are there. We have identified the percentages um, of woodlands that will be impacting for each of these properties. It's, it's in your staff report. Um, we've done the work. This is not um, conceptual, um, vague um, uh, development that we're presenting here. We are in an early stage of this, so there are um, details, different levels that will be um, added to this as we're seeking the next level of approval, but um, the specifics are, are there. Does anyone else have more questions? I have, I have a couple specifics to follow up on my <clears throat> um, earlier question because I realized it was a kind of a big question, but so still trying to make that um, 30 percent over the allowable level um, woodland variance uh, makes sense and I think there's kind of a couple ways of thinking about it modifying the site to fit a design or modifying the design to fit the site and obviously there's back and forth um, between those two but you know we're kind of looking for modifying the design maybe to fit the site since the natural features are kind of present um, it's All not 30 percent over though we're asking for a 17 percent we're at 30. Correct, but 17, um, well, if you're asking for 67, then that's 17 over. Correct. So 17 over divided 50. by 50 is 30% over the oh, allowable limit, yep. is what I'm saying. Um, so, um, yeah, one uh, piece that I don't remember seeing in the previous design is there's a small hole in the southeast corner that's kind of nestled between the woodlands and the lake there. Um, and you were kind enough to out, uh, outline the old growth um, areas that are more sort of ecologically valuable 
um, in that sense. So um, I'm curious about that area. I'm curious about the T-Box. Um, the end of that uh, interacts with a lot of your old growth um, designation on the north end of the property. And then um, around the 18th uh, green, that kind of area on the site plan, um, it actually looks like trees are being removed that were there in the existing um, conditions. I'm not sure if I'm misinterpreting that or not. But those previous two, the T-Box and the Southeast, um, I don't know if that's a, a T or the green, um, but those two areas seem like they're kind of squarely in the old growth areas that you've you know outlined as more um, valuable. So I'm wondering about if alternatives were considered there or just alternatives considered in general for the site design. Jeff, do you want to talk about, I, I think, or John? Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely, uh, we did. We're alternatives uh, looked at, we looked at all kinds of alternatives and, and, and you're right, uh, that range T is, is a large area, but it's, it's a necessity for, for the development and it does get tough. It is a balance because, you know, the, the use of the property is a club, a clubhouse and, and a golf property and, and so that area there, we do need the, the space, the distance to be able to operate that as a, as a driving range. And we've tried, I think we tried four or five different ways to position that, uh, that we could get it to work and function and flow and get people around and you know, still have, have the, uh, the connection to, to the golf course. So absolutely we did. It, um, and, and, and again, uh, but we know that that, that range T is a, uh, is, a, is a significant impact, but we, uh, we, we tried and tried. Uh, again, reducing building size, moving roads, keeping things um, that, uh, or, or keep, uh, and, and, then, and then trying to move, uh, again, the golf holes around in such a way that we, were, that, that we impact as little as possible. So yes, uh, were alternatives look at? Yes, believe me, we, we did everything we could to get that percentage down as, as much as we could knowing that, that that was, you know, really where we had to go, but uh, it still has to be used, I mean, as a club. I mean, that's what the use is. And, and uh, that's it. So the um, one other, couple other specific uh, details. So the the overall site plan shows the driveway coming from the north. But I can't quite tell where that tie or a paved area at least coming in from the north and then kind of fading off the map. Does that come in from one of the residential areas, or does that connect to the existing country club parcel? Uh, what you're looking at uh, the the cart path that goes uh, the back of the range tee. Is that what you're saying? That's a cart path. Okay. That's just a cart path connecting to uh, uh, the other, yeah, the other side. So. Okay. So that won't be traffic or anything. That's just golf carts. I just wanted to ask a little clarifying information about the replanting plan. Did I hear 4.5 acres is what will be replanted? 
Is, is that what it was? 4.5? 4.5 acres of yeah woodlands yes okay. is yeah. that in the in the application it is it is okay and so I guess this is kind of a procedural question is is that something we would know we would have some guarantee that that was that was followed um, I feel like a condition of granting the variance uh, I'm going to ask Mr. Eldridge his opinion on right. So it's it's ZBA who has the uh, final authority for granting a variance. Is a condition of replacing the woodlands something that gets written into that variance, and is that part of then tracked for site plan review? Is that? It, it most definitely can be added in as a condition of the variance. So if there is, you know, specific language mm -hmm. that you want to include, then you could put that in your recommendation tonight. And, you know, that would get passed along to the Zoning Board of Appeals. Thank you. Are we moving to board discussion or? Well, I'm, I'm ensuring that okay. you all have no more questions for our guests before moving forward. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so hearing no more questions from the board, um, to begin our discussion, I'd like to entertain a motion to approve the Zoning Board of Appeals to grant relief from the NFP Woodland Preservation and Slope Protection Standards as presented for the project at 3921 Oakland Drive. However, I feel that we may want to move forward with some. So I think you can, uh, you can decide to make this motion and get a support and you can open it up for discussion and you can always go back and then modify your motion before a vote if you maybe want to do it that way yeah exactly okay. that's what i want to do Jamie. so moved so moved thank you support do i have support i support that thank you all right so let's begin a discussion uh. go ahead paul <clears throat> I feel pretty comfortable about what they've been proposing here. I'm not going to see it in my lifetime, but I, I do. I do like the the um, the replanting of stuff. And and you're right. The you know a lot of the a lot of the gems out there. I call I refer to them as crapola obscura. You know, it's just uh, they they really need to go away. But um, uh, I am impressed with uh, with the with the introduction of 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 uh, woodland type areas. Uh, what you're using or what's going to be used in the in the golf course there? They've got pockets of of uh, native grasses. I I really look at that as just landscaping. It's I, I doubt that they're that they're big enough, or or they're definitely not contiguous enough 
to really support any kind of of continuous eco-friendly stuff to little critters and medium critters so but that but that's good it's a good it's a good thing to have them there that's good uh, you're gonna spend a lot of money if you use big blue stem you're gonna spend a lot of money keeping that off of your greens but that's <laughs> all right that's up to you guys um, so anyway, I don't that's it I don't want to complicate things too much but I would feel comfortable voting on this if <laughs> I have a few things <laughs> um, Earlier, we spoke about the um, retaining the existing prairie planting on Oakland Drive. That hasn't come up in any of the plans, and I would like to see that happen. Um, I would like to recommend that the zoning board um, address the increasing the buffer of forest on Stevens for those neighbors, at least take that into consideration, and um, guarantee the 3.5 acres reforested, 4.5 acres reforested, and also the um, native grassland that's going to be planted, because I really like those plans, and I would like to see that those plans carried forth, or at least, you know, as a minimum. So I think that, that, that that's a lot of, you know, it's a lot, but that's how I feel. Yeah, I get, yeah, I got, I got you there. The I was thinking about that when uh, when they were talking about the ravine and the turkeys and the deer and stuff. Uh, whatever happens on this side is definitely going to impact that. At least I, I you know, I feel um, maybe all turkeys and no deer, or maybe all deer and no turkeys. Who knows? You know what's going to evolve because we're changing uh, the adjacent stuff that the wildlife is used to seeing and used to experiencing. So uh, no matter what happens, I, I don't see that as, anyway, that's, think things are gonna change. The ravine's gonna change, even, you know, no matter how well. Anyway. As your non-naturalist colleague, I would like to say a couple of things about this applicant and this application. I think the applicant has done a really good job of improving this uh, application over the last few months since the time we first heard it. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like they've respected uh, the process and respected the, the, the NFP uh, protections. Um, I, I appreciate the staff comments as to how they, um, how they have sought to meet the criteria and, and and, and you can always fine tune that kind of those criteria down to the point where you get the, you can find some uh, razor thin area of non-compliance or non-qualification. But I thought I think they've really um, uh, done a very strong job of of coming into uh, uh, qualification with those criteria. Um, I think the the neighborhood comments about the project phasing are interesting and they're important. But I think staff comments then that there are indeed future phases of review by staff, review by different uh, municipal boards. So uh, this, is, this is an earlier stage. Perhaps it's not just a concept stage, but it still is an earlier stage uh, in this process. Uh, so I can't, I can't add a lot of value to the details of the species or the details of the particular placement of those species 
but I really feel uh, very comfortable in, in supporting this project. Uh, but I'd be comfortable also with hearing uh, um, reasonable amendments to a, a motion to support it. Yeah, and at the end of the day, this the the site isn't providing you know a lot of high quality natural areas, right? I mean, I'm not qualified to the comment on the that. the White Lake is you know has some rare species that have lived in it in the past. We haven't had any turn up recently, but there hasn't been a lot of exhaustive surveys. And really, at the end of the day, from a natural features perspective. The retaining the water quality during the construction phase, reducing erosion as much as possible is really, as far as from a wildlife perspective, the number one thing. You know, the trees, the, all the native grasses probably there are mostly planted. You know, the trees, whatever, they can be replanted. But I don't know. I feel like we've gotten a lot of away from this with the talk of the woodlands and the standards and the difference of the slopes versus the man-made slopes, but truly the reason why this place is special from a natural features perspective is that woodland slope leading down into White's Lake. So right. to get, kind of get us back to why, why this place is picked up, you know, on this, that, that is truly the reason. And um, we haven't even really discussed that, but I right. want us to move on. But. Well, indeed, and I feel good about how uh, this NFP process, the standard and this process we're engaged in tonight, has added value uh, to, the, to this application. Right. And with regards to that slope, um, I'm thinking of the, the blue dash line was moved considerably westward, including the reduction of the footprint of the building area west of, of the lake should, in theory, in management, make for a better, a better wooded slope. Yeah, I mean, we can get in the details for forever pretty much, but it's clear that they really did kind of go over everything again and have consulted some experts on everything and, mm -hmm. you know, even shifted where the site was and the amount of space they're developing and so on. So, you know, they've definitely looked at this pretty thoroughly for right now, and this won't be the last time they'll be before us too. So, um, yeah. Jamie, could you comment on the... So the phases are kind of shown, obviously they're through time, but they're shown spatially on the map. And it looks like phase one is demolition, I believe. So that's already, that's already constructed, not shown on there. Um, it looks like phase two, three, and four are all on the parcels that we're reviewing, the project that we're reviewing. Um, and then phase five and six are on a different um, parcel. So I guess one of the concerns last time was that in future phases, they could come back for another variance and it would continue to chip away at whatever variance we may have already allowed. But it seems like phase two, three, and four are all pertain to this project. And so it sounds like they would be coming back to us, but is that a possibility? Because I think that was outlined in the, um, the woman's comments from the Oak, Oakwood neighborhood is that uh, it could possibly continue to chip away at a variance so um, it looks like phase two, three, four are all, it's all parcel based. And so that's all what we're looking at today. And I think the concern from before was that the um, 
exact layout of the golf course was not finalized. And so then it becomes hard to say where do the trees get removed if you don't know that layout. And so with the layout you see today, I think it addresses that, uh, that phasing concern, at least in, in this portion, this four group, this four parcels that are in this request. Um, if the applicant then comes back uh, and yes, they're gonna do any changes to uh, five and six, I'm being challenged by my Roman numerals. Um, those are different parcels, and so they'll have different, you know, they'll, if there were a variance request needed, that would come forward, and I would see that as very separate, and you could evaluate that separately in that context. Um, there may be conditions or ways that the site was improved that we're talking about that might fall into that, um, that last court category. What is it, you know, balancing, you know, has the, has the request balanced the natural features? I could see that maybe factoring in, but for the most part, I see these as this plan and the way this request has come forward, it feels like it is really delineating it fairly well into um, all, the, all of the phases are falling on this parcel, so this is everything that would happen in this parcel, and then the others are to the north and would be treated separately. Of course, any applicant would be, have the ability to request relief from an ordinance and so if there was something that came up on this site that needed, um, there was a need for relief, uh, an applicant can ask, you know, ask for that, and this board would then make a decision uh, based on the information that's put before you. Sure. But I think this way it doesn't appear that there, you know, this is the best request moving forward, uh, the most complete request with this plan uh, envisioned. I think, does that cover it? I do feel like it's partly asking development type questions. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. I like the, um, <clears throat> your point, Ashley, about the, about the 4.5 acres too, and my experience with contractors and uh, engineers at the university that had designed a lot of the campus grounds and that. It's, uh, it would be nice to have some teeth in that, nice to have something that, that we can say, hey, you said this, and this is part of the record, and I want to see it. Um, anyway, that's, I'd, like, I'd like to have that in, in there someplace. We, I know a long time, well, for a long time, we talked about bonds, and we talked about, you know, how big should that be, you know? I, mm -hmm. I like million dollar bonds, you know, so, you, so they really, that really holds, holds their feet to the fire, but anything that would, that would get more assurance would, mm -hmm. I would like to see. So at this point, we're moving forward with a recommendation to the zoning, you know, board. So this is not the end of the road for this mm -hmm. development. I'm sure we'll be seeing it again, and I think it's important to remember that the natural features scope of this and we've heard a lot of other concerns too and um, I, I feel comfortable moving forward if someone wants to well wait shame him so bad mm -hmm. he made a motion we're not discussing it but I we want to make another motion with some yes happens. do you feel you're done with discussion and you're asking for some motion language yeah so my, my provoke my proposed conditions were Retaining the prairie along the retaining wall in Oakland. We never discussed that. It was not brought up at all. I I'd, I'd brought it up at the very first meeting, and it's never been brought up. 
So do you want to discuss that further? Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to see if everyone else, yeah. I kind of, um, yeah, just imagine con constructing a golf course in here um, and the whole west half of the property being more um, kind of generally impacted and having less of the um, natural features. I mean, I think it is, it is certainly of, of good value, um, you know, a planted prairie versus a remnant prairie. I think there's a difference there. Um, I think it is planted. It would be great if they could retain elements of that. I guess, in my mind, the um, the mature woodland and, and you know NFP doesn't really distinguish between high quality woodland and low quality woodland. They've been kind enough to show the old growth and second growth. Um, I'm talking about the along those lines. Right. Yeah. I guess my comment is that the prairies get planted all the time and. And they're a little more replaced. You talk about the the scale of time that it would take to reforest the area. 4.5 acres is great. Um, but uh, as someone who restores habitats a lot, it's often a not as good as the original. And so I think some of those older growth trees in that area, um, you know, could take 80 years to get to that that um, that age and that value. So. That's what I'm most hung up on. I think the prairie elements would be um, great. I didn't hear anything about that. I don't. I think there are some pockets outlined in the replanting plan, maybe. But the prairie pockets in the yeah. I mean yeah. Yeah, I don't want to com commandeer your comments. I guess, I guess comments, my perspective but. of the planting along Oakland is it's mature and it's been there and it's like public view and that's a lot of what people will see that aren't country club members mm -hmm. in the city and cool. is in right now with the proposed plan though that becomes uh, fairways and greens all correct? the way all the way up to the sidewalk no, no. I don't I, there is some right, is the retaining wall getting taken out oh okay Sorry, forgive me. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. All right, so do we want to include in our um, conditions the 4.5 acres reforested? Yes. And I think there was mention of 2.8 acres of new native grassland. Is that, did I write that number down right? 2.8? So okay. I'd be interested in including that as well. I think it's that, um, yeah, we we have a consensus on the item, except the motion shall include the condition of those two items, and it's in their it's in their plan. So, yeah, and then the final thing to consider is you know, and it's not entirely the under this board, but it's um, the final thing I would like to discuss before we move forward is the citizen comments regarding the and as I look at the. Um, the dashed line by Stevens, I see that it comes and it nearly, you know, touches that street, right? That dashed line for the um, earthwork. And, you know, so I, that's the final thing I would like to discuss before we move forward with a motion. 
So, mm-hmm. yes, so this dashed line for earthwork, and then as you see also the um, trees being retained, how that buffer. So I'm just curious if there's any more potential for retaining trees. I'm it's just hard for me to tell what type of buffer there is for that neighborhood because they worked on this buffer on the south side and moving the road up. But this driving range, how close is that, you know? It's hard to tell from a rendered. Yeah, I'm curious too because it looks like also the label of the street may extend beyond what the actual paved surfaces of the street. So I'm wondering if we're not seeing how. Uh So, so, and, and part of the reason I bring it up is when this group first came to us, we just had quite a bit of discussion about the south neighbors and the because the road was going to be in that extreme south end, correct? And they um, worked to move that road up. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think I would at least like to include in our um, motion that the ZBA, you know, consider. I don't know. I don't know what to do. It's just something I would like us to discuss briefly. Yeah, so if you look at the first preliminary site plan map, I think, that's where it looks like, does Stevens just uh, turn to the north there? And so we are seeing quite a bit of buffer of woodlands. I'm thinking also of like our regular zoning requirements, and I think that's going to be well within what we expect buffered between the two, but I... I have a little bit of a hard I'm, time seeing I'm, that too. I, I guess it's just the lack of clarity, right? So we can move forward today with the natural features, but it's just holding up the whole process because I'm unclear about mm-hmm. where the trees start and end, you know, because it's just not entirely clear to me here. I guess and the, the um, resident that we heard from the neighborhood did, I think, say their concerns were about drainage, but they did generally support the project, mm. if I'm remembering that correctly. I'm thinking all out here. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it's the retaining or reforesting of trees, right? So that's my questions, you know, the response to my questions about the amount of reforesting versus retaining trees, and the response was, you know, this is still in the planning phase and schematics, so um, since we don't have answers at this phase and we're not going to I just I just want to let the zoning board know that we move forward with concern that's all um I guess I just wanted to see if we could clarify today so you have those answers because I mean we do have a map that shows the the woodland so it has like the post development map here and it shows all woodlands uh, remaining along that northern border of the driving range. But it shows the dotted line of the um, earthwork, you know, going all the way up to that street too. So is it? But if you look at the scale and and look at it with reference to the actual paved street that is beyond 100 feet. Okay. That's helpful. If, if I can clarify a little bit for you, too. I think what you're seeing on the NFP impacts drawing, the, the right-of-way extends further east right. than Ruthen. 
the road is not there though that's from the city's g i s map so yours you're seeing that that line intersects the end of stevens but stevens does not extend i don't believe it extends past ruthven so stephen ends at the intersection of ruthven is that what yeah there's a driveway there but but the city map shows that it even labels it further to the east of ruthven that's the difference I guess um, I see that I see some of that buffering being controlled by other zoning rules, and so I'm curious if you know that can, if that's an appropriate condition for asking for woodland relief, if we you know are going to be able to address that in site plan, um, and there will be, a, and Mr. Aldridge, if you want to, if you're more familiar with this part of the zoning code, but we do have a veget like that buffer of some sort between these two different uses that would be required under zoning rules yes yes and, and again i don't have a placard but pete eldridge assistant city planner and um there is conflicting land use screening but in this case if you've already got um you know 20 feet or more of dense vegetation uh, that would essentially meet our screening minimums so I don't, I don't see anything else going in in that respect, um, but there is a, you know, obviously there's the replantings that are proposed that, you know, where, where the Stevens label is on the map, that's a little confusing. Yeah. It shows the extension of the street when it's really not there. So all that uh, vegetation is being left alone. Um, I, I, I do wanna mention while I've got the mic that, you know, as far as what goes to the Zoning Board of Appeals, the last time there was an NFP um, recommendation, you know, they wanted specifics on, you know, on the parameters for the NFP variance they were granting. So, you know, I was I was already planning to include the acreages of the impacted slope, and you know, the exact percentage, obviously, of the woodlands variance. So, you know, so there will be some hard and fast numbers, you know, in the variance that the Zoning Board of Appeals approves. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Aldridge. And then when uh, we look at the NFP ordinance language, um, it uh, doesn't increase buffers between different uses, uh, but it uh, prefers, uh, it, it guides the uh, developer to uh, use and maintain natural vegetation instead of like using a fence or something else that is permissible under the zoning code. And so that's kind of the only way the, the two codes kind of control and uh, uh, buffer between uh, different uses. Okay. I guess I have a um, question for our uh, board members and maybe Jamie, I'm a little just hung up before we move forward on any um, motions hung up on the so there's the four bullets that show the criteria for granting um, relief 
Uh, the first one is about the public good and intent of NFP. Um, I'm going to jump around. The last one is balanced by conservation and green development tools and actions. And I feel totally comfortable checking those boxes. Um, the two that I'm hung up on is the parcel cannot be reasonably used for its zoned use. Um, and I think what I heard was that the alternatives and what we see here um, is the only thing that's compatible with the proposed like development plan versus the zoned use. So um, I guess I'm wondering out loud whether um, everyone else feels like that is the case, that it couldn't be used for the, for the zoned use rather than the proposed use without going as far as we are over the um, woodland ordinance. Does that make sense? It's hard to say that it absolutely cannot be used uh, for its zoned use without the requested relief. But generally speaking, um, I, the requested relief is important to whoever is going to redevelop this uh, campus, this former lakeside campus. There will be some interaction with NFP and with this board uh, to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's very hard to get to an absolution uh, there. What's the other one? Extent of the relief is the minimum needed to allow, because there again, you're dealing with a lot of hypotheticals of other hypothetical minimal uses. So there is a judgment call, and I think that's our role then is to apply our judgment to that. But I, yeah, I appreciate your question of mm -hmm. us here. But, but I entirely agree, Mitch, that the relief is balanced by conservation and green development, right? We're not allowing them to cut down old growth forest, high quality woodlands, right? The woodlands in question are not. But some of them are though, that's, that's my. Yeah, but overall, yeah. Okay, <laughs> where, where are we with my motion? Right. Uh, We've got, uh, we've discussed some okay. additions, right? There's something to put into the record for that. Yeah. Uh, Would you like me to repeat the motion? Hmm? Would you like me to repeat the motion? I think I've got it here. If we've okay, got it. Yeah, okay, please, great. Please, yep. So uh, the motion is to approve a recommendation to the Zoning Board of Appeals to grant relief from the NFP Woodland Preservation and Slope Protection Standards conditional upon 4.5 acres of replanted woodlands and 2.8 acres of replanted grasslands for the project at 3921 Oakland Drive. Okay. Could we add at least for those, those acreages? I could absolutely add at least. You're Good welcome call. to do more. Good call. <laughs> you bet. They're going to jump on that. Okay, do I need to, I, I don't want to just call a question because then we got to vote on that before we can vote on the motion. All right. Let's, let's move on this. All right, so do I need to restate that or continue? Let's see. That's the motion on the, on yes. the table. Did we have a support? I support that. Glasser supports or brings the motion? I think Paul brought the motion. I'm bringing a support. 
Excellent. Yes. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Ready for a roll call? Yes. Roll call vote, Jamie, please. Colwick? No. Fuller? Yes. Glasser? Yes. Leto? No. McNellis? Yes. Martin? Yes. Sylvester? Yes. Thank you. Motion carries. All right, now on to old business, Jamie. Yes, so I just wanted to, we have no action on old business today, but I wanted to bring forward, um, I wanted to just discuss briefly a resolution uh, that we were talking about that would grant staff the authority to approve projects within the NFP overlay district when no natural features are impacted. Uh, Director Glasser gave an update on that topic to uh, the um, Environmental Concerns Committee. Yes. And so um, they had uh, kind of talked about and were curious about what that meant and what that looked like. And so what I would like to recommend is um, I'm going to go back to uh, my department and talk to folks who have a, it's a different uh, delegated authority, uh, but um, kind of how that's been navigated with the plan commission and see what we can do here and how to bring that forward. Um, uh, right now, annually, the plan commission delegates to staff the authority to do all of our site plan review at, uh, administratively. Uh, so what we're talking about is not that, it's much more minimal, but I'm gonna talk to staff about kind of how that resolution is made each uh, year and whether it's something we need to bring to plan commission before this board votes on it uh, But I just want to make sure like we're really getting that out and making sure everybody's comfortable with that before we move it forward mm -hmm. Yes, if I may add um, the environmental concerns committee's response and I may not have presented it with that condition that it it is in cases that do not involve the disturbance of natural features so there there is always questions from such environmental uh, conscious boards of are, are we willing to give up that authority that is vested in this board to grant others to fast track a decision and the, again it comes back that to that condition that it is in cases that don't involve uh, either the, the, the destruction of slope or wooded areas or that sort of thing so that I think they felt better after I explained that but that was after the meeting Yeah, so I just yes. thought hearing some of those concerns and some sensitivity around it, um, we will bring that up and let me talk to some of uh, my department and see how we might move something like that forward. Yeah. I still think it's a good, it could be a really good recommendation to avoid bringing items to this board and presentations to this board when there are actually no natural features impacted, but we'll uh, take a closer look at that and bring a recommendation forward in the future. Um, on to staff updates, Jamie. Yeah, I just wanted to um, repeat, I think we talked about this at our last meeting, uh, but the city is still looking at updating landscaping standards in our ordinance. Uh, in the chapter 50 zoning ordinance. Uh, those will be brought forward probably sometime this summer. And so I've, um, I'll send an email out to you all. It has our existing zoning language and it has a 
reference to like a 2001 or 2003 landscape guidance document, which I think you guys will find really interesting. And I'm hoping that you can just, you know, individually maybe weigh in on um, some of the thoughts and recommendations of how this, the standard is written right now and what we might be able to, to do to improve it, especially thinking about um, some of the really great standards in NFP and what maybe can be brought in in some way to our regular zoning code that covers all of the city. So I will share those with you, and if you want to kind of individually make any comments, um, I will share those with our city planner, and um, I know she's kind of working on what that draft language would be. Once that's drafted, it gets put out for uh, public review, and it would be um, there'd be a public hearing held at, com at city commission for any um, updates to the zoning code. But thought we could, you know, have this board weigh in as um, uh, a group that's been managing and working with different standards in this area and different sites. So I'll send that out this evening. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you, Good. Jamie. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like I have to keep using this. Um, uh, does anyone have any announcements? Okay, great. Meeting adjourned. Paul, do you, do you wish?